Good morning, Kenny Hills Friends Church, and those who are joining in for the first time, we're very thankful that you're here. My name is Alec Alvarado, and I am the youth pastor here at this church. I just want to say, first off, uh, we truly miss you guys. Um, being here in this empty room speaking right now feels a little weird, but we're glad that you're here tuning in with us uh, through YouTube or if you're on Facebook. Um, and we just can't wait until one day we get to meet together. Uh, we could give each other some bows, maybe a distant high five. Um, but we really hope you and your family are doing well. And we are in our second uh, week of our new sermon series, which is challenging us in seeing what we are called to as Christians. And, and last week, we heard Matt talk about what it is to be called to be compassionate. And he went into the great story of the Samaritan and showed that example that I think challenged you as well as it challenged me. And today, we're going to look at what it is to be called to generosity. So if you have your Bible, I want you to mark three different places. The first one is 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 1 and 2. Next one's going to be Mark chapter 12, verses 41 through 43. And the last one is Matthew chapter 19, verses 20 through 22. And this week, we're going to dive into what it is to be generous. And that is something tough, especially during a time like now. Maybe some of you have been impacted by this quarantine a little bit harder than others. And this idea of living generously, whether that's with finances or any other realm of your life, may be a little bit difficult. But what I find encouraging is in the Bible, um, there's an example of a church actually going through something similar to what we're experiencing right now. And it may not be a quarantine or it may not be some sort of virus that is out there threatening people's health, but we do see the people going through a situation where their faith is actually tested where their generosity is tested. And what we see in the scripture, I think is pretty amazing. It might encourage you and I to live like this during a hard time that we are experiencing right now. So the first one is 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 1 and 2. And now, brothers, we want you to know about the grace that God has given to the Macedonian churches. Out of their most severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. So, so here we have a church who's going through a really dry season, literally, because there is a famine. And what we need to understand is during this time, most probably churchgoers were farmers, meaning that where they got their source of income, where possibly they got their own food for their family, was really being tested, was being taken away from them because they were in a famine. And what do we see happen here? They give generously. They look around at their, their circumstances and they go, you know what? Times are tough. Things are difficult. We may be scrapping for pennies. Things are going too well right now. But you know what? My God, he calls me to live generously. He calls me to be generous, even though my time is right now is very, very difficult to maybe even be like that. And before we move on, what I want to say is that if you're someone who maybe can really, really uh, understand this right now, or you look at this and you go, you know what? That's actually my current situation. Or, hey, my neighbor may have lost their job during this season of famine right now, during this quarantine because businesses have shut down. Maybe work has slowed down for you or somebody you know. And we want to say is that we've been praying for you. So we as a church, every time we meet with staff, we pray over everybody in this church. And more specifically, if you have been someone who has sent a prayer into our email, prayer at uh, candyhillsfriends.org, we've prayed for you specifically. 
And what I want to say is if maybe you haven't sent an email directly to us talking about how this famine, how you're losing a job has affected you and your family right now, we want to encourage you to do so. There's an email on the bottom of the screen that you can just send it over to you and we would love to pray for you. And if this is your first time tuning in, we would still love to pray for you. Even when you want to call this your church home, we are here for you and we want to walk alongside you. And it's very difficult in a time like this that you may be experiencing to live generously. But here's the thing that I want to say. I want to look at verse two because this is where these people were able to give in a way that superseded their situation. Look at verse two again. Out of the most severe trial, their overflowing joy. Their overflowing joy. See, this church understood that if their roots are planted in who Jesus was, that no matter what their circumstances were, they can still give. They can still go beyond their current circumstances and live like Jesus was. See, here's the thing. It's easy to be generous in plenty, but it's more difficult to be generous in need. It's easy to be generous in plenty, but it's more difficult to be generous in need. See, when we're in the middle of a tough situation, we're usually tested, whether that's financial, whether that's with relationships, maybe with your spouse, or if you're a teen watching with one of your friends. Maybe school's tough right now because it's all online. And maybe you just graduated and go, man, this quite doesn't feel as if I'm being celebrated because the way circumstances are right now. But when you're in a time of trial, when you're maybe in your own famine, there's something that gets tested during that time. It's your faith. See, when we're in a tough time, our faith gets tested. What happens if you go, man, this situation is a feel good. This situation is difficult. It's not going the way that I would want it to. And then we usually respond in, to God in one or two ways. Is one is that we trust him or second is that we don't. See, if it's financially and we go, man, I just don't have a lot of money. I don't feel comfortable being generous with that because there's not so much left. We go, God, I don't know if I can trust you fully with my, with my finances. Or if it's with the marriage, you go, man, things are really difficult right now between me and my spouse and it's not going well. We're both Christians. We're supposed to be loving and caring and understanding of each other. But right now, oh, it's, not, it's not that easy. God, where are you in my marriage? See, no matter what we look at in life, when it's tested, our faith actually gets tested. Our faith in God gets tested. And for you and I to be generous, you need to trust in God. See, in order for us to be generous, we need to trust in God. And here's what's crazy about that subject of giving something back to God is that what we own, whether it's money, whether it's our home, our cars, our families, our relationships, all these things that we have in our life, they already belong to God. So why is it so hard for us to give something over to him that's already his? It's because our trust in God may not be that strong as we think it is. See, if we trust God fully with no matter what it is and the circumstances get rough, you know what we're able to do? We're able to be like this church in Macedonia where we go, you know what? Things are tough right now. It's difficult, but God's in control and, and this is God's and I trust him with it. No matter what it is, I can hand it over to him and say, God, this is yours. You own it. I trust you that you're going to multiply it, that you're going to do with, with it what you want to do. So here is God. And this idea of fully trusting in God reminds me of our second passage that we're going to go through in Mark chapter 12, 
verses um, 41 through 43. So please hop over to there. And I'm going to start in the first verse. Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but the poor widow came and put in very two small copper coins worth only a fraction of a penny. See, here this woman, I think she understood how to trust God, of how to live generously. See, back in this time, what was very difficult is women weren't seen equal as men. They were mistreated. They were abused. They were seen as a lower class citizen. And what made it tough for a widow is when her husband passed away, it was difficult for her to find a job. It was difficult for her to put together finances to feed herself. So she was in this very severe famine, but yet what do we see? We see her come to God with what little she has, half a penny. But what does she do? She trusts in God. She goes, God, right now my life is probably falling apart. My husband passed away and the scripture doesn't say of how long that was or if it just happened, but man, things are tough right now. I don't have an income. I have two uh, half a penny, two copper coins, but God, here you go. I trust you. My circumstances are tough. Things are difficult, but God, I trust you. And, and this story reminds me of one of my mentors that I um, had, and his name was Chris Hintz. Um, and this guy was a, a real life person that can relate very well to this scripture. But during this one time, um, he recently got laid off for a job and he had a family of three. And uh, there were a lot of finances coming into his household, but he showed me this great example of what it is to live generously. Well, while um, I, he was mentoring me, I was a intern um, at another church and let me just tell you, the word intern is modern day uh, for the word slave. Uh, just kidding. But being an intern, you don't make much money. Um, you do a lot. You stack chairs, you clean, you put on events, but you get paid very little. And Chris knew this. Um, Chris himself was in ministry at one point. So he knew what it was to be an intern working for a church. But um, we would talk and he would ask me how my finances were doing. He asked me about relationships. He'd challenge me. He'd um, challenge my faith, all these great things. But one day it was after a, a church service that we had and I opened up my wallet. And usually when I opened up my wallet at that time, there was nothing in it but receipts and maybe a punch card for like a boba shop. But at that time there was no money in there. So I opened up my wallet just to make sure, you know, the little that I have was still there because junior hires, you know, they just see something and go, oh, you know, I find it, I take it. Uh, so I opened it up and I found a $20 bill. And at that time, like I said, there was hardly any money coming into my banking account. So I go, that wasn't there before. Um, praise God, first off. But I wonder who put that in there. And as I took it out, there was a little sticky note attached to it. And it said, just because I love you, Chris hints. Now, Chris at that time recently lost his job, had a family to provide for, had a mortgage to pay for, and other things that his money that he had could have gone to and should have gone to because those are his responsibilities. But what did we see Chris do? We saw Chris understand that God calls him to be generous even when times are tough. And he looked over and saw me as an intern. And yeah, I probably wasn't hurting as much as he was because he had a lot more responsibilities and things to pay for. But what did we still see him do? He had compassion on me. He had trust in God to say, you know what, God? 
It's difficult. I lost my job. I have things to pay for. But you know what, God? You call me to live generously, and I see someone who's also in a difficult time, so I'm going to bless him. See, imagine if we had that attitude. Imagine if we trusted a God that much to when we were in a very tough situation. And maybe some of you are in one right now, but you said, you know what? No matter what things look around me, I'm going to have trust in my God and give to him what is already his. I'm going to give to him with what little I have, or if I can give in, in richness, if I can give in plenty, I'm still going to give it over to him. And here's what I think is important for you and I to understand is that generosity is not about the amount given, but it's, amount, it's about the posture of your heart. Generosity is not about the amount given, it's about the posture of your heart. Meaning that God can care less of how many zeros are behind that one. It doesn't matter how big the check is or how small the check is. That is not what's important to God. It's your heart. See, when we trust God with no matter what it is and we're able to give it or live generously or do with it whatever he calls us to, he goes, your heart's in the right place. See, in Matthew 19, which is our third verse that we're going to go through, we're going to see someone who God tested, who Jesus said, hey, I want to check where your heart's at before you fully follow me, before you fully become one of my disciples. And I'm sure you've heard this story before, but it's a story about the young, rich man. So look at um, chapter 19 in Matthew verse 20 through 22. It says here, all these I have kept, talking about the, all the commandments, the young man said, what do I still lack? Jesus answered, if you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. See, Jesus goes, that's great. You've kept all of the commandments. I'm proud of you. But a lot of that's external. I want to get to the root, which is your heart, and see if you truly want to follow me, to see if you truly want to be in heaven. So why don't you give away all your money, give it to the poor, and then follow me? See, Jesus wanted to get at the heart of this young man because it's easy to fake it out, out outside, externally, outside of us. It's very easy to fake it. But when it gets down to our heart, it's not so easy. So Jesus challenges this young man, and look what he says in verse 22. When the young man heard this, he went away sad because he had a great wealth. See, he heard Jesus say, give all your money away. Hey, I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to make it tough. I'm going to put you in a t difficult circumstance, and let me see how you respond. And when he heard that, he goes, man, I don't think I could do that. And he walks away. He walks away sad. And what that shows us in that little part of scripture is that he didn't trust God enough with his finances. That deep down in his heart, he truly didn't trust God that much to give up whatever he called him to in order to follow him. See, and that's what Jesus is doing with all of us is no matter what he's calling us to do, to be generous with, whether that's money, whether that's with compassion, whether that's with forgiveness, Maybe we have to be more generous with our relationships. And here's the thing too that I want to point out about living generously with her money is it doesn't mean just giving to the church. Yes, the Bible talks about tithing and as Christians, we should do that and we should practice that weekly or whenever God calls you to do that. But you can live generously by also giving money to somebody else besides the church. Maybe like I talked about earlier, you know someone around you who's hurting. You can be generous and help them out with groceries. You can knock on their door and say, hey, is there any way I can help you financially right now? Because God has blessed me with great wealth right now, with plenty right now, and I see that you're in need. How can I come alongside you? 
And that's the thing sometimes we Christians, we forget about is when we hear God calling us to be generous with our money, we always think, here comes the pastor. He's going to tell me to give more money to the church. You can go out and buy a brand new car. That is not what the scriptures are doing here at all. What they're saying is to be generous with your money, period. And if that looks like you giving more to the church, then great. God bless you. Go ahead and do that. But if it looks like you giving money outside of the church, great. God bless you. Go do that. See, Jesus calls us to be generous to not just the church, not just the people in here that would normally be here on a Sunday morning or you watching, but everyone around us. See, this life of generosity is about stepping outside yourself and saying, God, I trust you, even though it's difficult and I may be in a famine myself right now. But you know what, God? I trust you enough to give what is yours back to you and you do with it what you want. And what begins to happen as you challenge yourself to act in that way or to live in that way, your faith grows. Your faith becomes stronger. Your trust in Jesus becomes stronger to when you get into even a more difficult circumstance than you may be right now. You can look back and say, you know what? I've done this before and God's come through. I've obeyed and God has met me where I'm at. And that's what this whole sermon series is about. It's about examining our hearts and saying, do we truly follow God? Do we truly understand what it is to be called to be a Christian? Do we truly understand what it is to be called to be compassionate or to be generous and to live in generosity? Because all these things that we're going to be talking about all go down to the root of our heart. Is if we trust in God enough. Do we believe in what the scriptures say that when we obey it, God's going to meet us there? And as a Christian, that's our entire life. God puts us in a circumstance. God puts us in a situation and says, do you trust me in it? Do you believe what the scriptures say? Are you going to follow through how I command you? And that's all that this is, is God wants to see that your faith is actually going to speak for itself. That's going to stand up, meet the trial, meet the hard time and say, you know what, God, I don't like it. It doesn't feel good, but I trust you anyways. And God sees you if you're doing that right now. If you're someone who's maybe great at living generously, God sees that. He loves that. Glory is brought to him because of that. And he's going to bless you. He sees you. He understands. Maybe if someone, you're not really great at this, guess what? He still sees you. He still understands. He still loves you. He's so proud of you. He said, come on, just trust me a little bit more. Just trust me a little bit more. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for this church. God, thank you so much for the person who's watching or the family who's watching, God. Thank you for the person whose first time it is tuning into to this live stream, God. We thank you for all these people. God, we ask right now as we're um, trying to figure out what it is and how it looks to live generously in a time like this, I ask, God, that you encourage every single one of us to do that. Whether that's with our finances, God, that you're telling us to be generous with compassion or forgiveness or loving others, God, but no matter what it is, I ask that you would just encourage us. You'll show us the way because we're all walking through a new situation right now. But God, we ask that you will be there in the midst of this time. God, I thank you so much for being a God who is compassionate, who's forgiving, who's loving. That no matter what we have going on, no matter how we react to a certain situation, whether we obey you or not, you're still there loving us every single time. So I thank you for that, Jesus. I thank you for being that example of what it looks like to live a life of generosity. 
that even though, God, you had no money, every action you did was an outpour to others. You were living generously. So when we have a tough time, we could look at your example and say, you know what? Jesus didn't have anything, yet he lived in this kind of matter. I'm going to try to do the same. So God, I ask that you would just encourage these people's hearts, encourage my heart, God, encourage the church body's heart, God. Because right now we miss each other. We're not able to meet in this room. But God, we trust you in this difficult circumstance. We know one day, God, we'll be back in this room and celebrating each other and giving glory to you. But until that time, God, we ask for an extra boost of energy. We ask for an extra, an extra boost of faith, God, that we can trust in you. And we know that this is in your hands. So we give us all back to you, God. Father, we thank you for this time. Keep us safe, keep us healthy. And we pray all these things in your holy name. Amen.